0: Oh my god what have you been up to I know you've been in London were you mugged
1: I so just to let you know I'm sitting here with a very very black eye there's a story to it Charlotte
0: as there's a story with <laughs> yes. everything that happens
1: around you So you weren't mugged I wasn't mugged um this is so ridiculous I feel such a naughty it was my turn to take Archie out for his last walk of the evening before he goes to bed. So it was about quarter past 11. Uh, I took him out, walked down the road, and he very quickly decided to have a poo. Do his business. So he's doing that. I'm getting out the dog bag, poo bag, trying to get that open. Oh, well, they Hold stick on, together, they stick. don't they? So you're not really concentrating. No, with his lead in one hand, the the poo bag in the other trying to get it um, open. And as I opened it and bent down to pick up his poo, a cat ran past. Archie dashed after the cat. And as I went, I tripped over the lead and just smack onto my head. Smashed my glasses that are only a week oh God, old. I, yeah,
0: I know, because you... Oh,
1: Steve. Let go of the lead and everything. And look, he just sat down. So anyway, I picked up the poo. I didn't fall in the poo, picked up the poo, put it in the bag, walked around the block. And then when I went to put the, there's a, there's a bin to put the, and I put the, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> Covered in blood. all down my face. So anyway, I got home. Stephen had gone to bed. He'd had a really busy day. So he, I could hear he was gently snuffling. So he was, he was asleep. So I just went and cleaned myself up and everything, went to sleep. Got up the following morning and <laughs> Stephen woke up and I was like, oh, my God, what's happened to you? And whilst on in the evening, it had just been, you know, obviously the gash and everything where really I hit my head. But then my whole eye is bruised and everything. I mean, a look dreadful, absolutely dreadful.
0: You might just have to do an, a picture of the eye. Yes. To <laughs> share with you all. But it looks very sore now. It is.
1: It's funny. Well, it really didn't hurt that much yesterday. But then by the afternoon, it's... And my neck and shoulder are are sore, so I
0: smack my face. I I mean, I know you're only 37, but it is always such a shock as one gets older
1: to fall over. Yes. I mean, when you think of kids that fall over all the time... But there's a big difference. At what age do you get to when you fall over? Or do you have a fall? (laughs) I think as you get older, you have a fall. (laughs) And then, of course, I... Only had the new glasses last week. Don't have a second pair because my prescription had changed. And I had one pair of contact lenses. So, well, and you had the car up in London. I had the car in London. I had to drive down to Dorset this morning. So, I went to the local Spec Savers actually in Hammersmith. Now, I don't, I've never been to Spec Savers. So, but it's quite a big one and they've got a lab in there and everything. So, I took my glasses in and said look i'm really sorry they could see what had happened i said is there any way you could try and is there any way to sort of at least temporary fix the glasses and they had a look and said no i'm really sorry they're beyond repair so they said right let's have you got your contact lens prescription i said well i had a new glasses prescription last week and i haven't had the contact lens one yet they said well let's have a look at your glasses so i said and i only need them i've got very focal lenses but i only need long distance for contact lenses anyway they found the appropriate one said put them in come back in 15 minutes um and we'll just test that everything's okay and your vision's okay so i went away came back and they were just brilliant they did all the tests they made sure everything was okay and then they gave me a few pairs, and I said, well, how much do I you? And they said, no, 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 it's absolutely fine. I'm like, how, how, incredib- how amazing how incredible. is that? You know, I haven't, I've, I don't, they're not my opticians and everything. So big shout out to Specsavers. Very big shout out. They were a lifesaver because, um, because also I was in London because I was going to see Hamilton, which was amazing. So then this afternoon, my joy is going to my actual opticians to try and sort out what oh, I'm going to do. The saga of the eyes. I know. And then on top of all that, Charlotte. What? I can't believe this, but one of the reasons my prescription has changed so much and so quickly is I've got cataracts. At the age of 37. Really, it's ridiculous. So I've got to be referred to um have a cataract wish. <laughs> you are so special, just, aren't you? I just
0: feel like old what next? Oh I know, very old for 37. Maybe you should actually come clean that you're actually not 37 and it's more like 77. <sighs> All right, don't push it.
1: I know it's a bit of a shock. I'm at 56 this month. See, I've admitted it. On air. Yes. <laughs> There's a first time for
0: everything. Well, anyway, about me now.
1: Yes. I'm not
0: very well. No. I have how's, cold. Your, how's your chesty cough? My chesty cough is now just everywhere. It's all over. Head, nose. So As you can probably hear, I'm slowly, yes. slightly oh. nasal. Now yeah. I feel like
1: poo. I'm so sorry.
0: But, um, but they say, um, don't they, that it's because we haven't been exposed. We haven't been exposed,
1: so they're a lot worse. My sister actually had a cold a couple of weeks. She sounded dreadful, absolutely dreadful. And it went to her throat mm. and chest and everything. But it's hitting people much heavier mm. this year because, um, because yeah, we haven't been exposed.
0: I mean, I cannot times. remember the last time I had a sort of full-blown cold. I mean, it's probably three, four, maybe five years. You know, once the kids sort of get past that stage of constantly being snotty. Um, <laughs> it, you know, so anyway, pretty grim. And then the storms that we had at the weekend. Oh,
1: that was incredible. No power. So you've had it a lot worse than us. We had a power cut on Saturday and Sunday. But you had it for several days, didn't you?
0: Uh, well, we had all day Sunday from like 7.30 till I think it came on at 11.30 at night. Right. Um, and then it went out again on Monday. And then it went out again on Wednesday morning. But it's been back on in between. Right. Um, but it's sort of like, oh, well, I think I'll just have a shower now. Well, the power shower will work. Well, we've got electricity. And I just got used to having a saucepan of boiling hot water in the Arga just in case. Because it's that much easier to heat it up yes, from yes. on a camping stove. Um, but so many trees were down. I mean, so many
1: trees. The disruption to the roads. Well, we we got up on Sunday. And so just to explain, we had torrential rain and gales both on friday night overnight into saturday morning and then the same on saturday night into sunday morning and and then it would it was beautiful sunshine it was bizarre but we went out into the garden on sunday and you know those huge builders bags we filled two of those with branches Mm. just from the just from the garden Mm. there was so much debris.
0: No, we were we couldn't get well. We could get out onto the main road, but we couldn't actually go up it because one of our big oak trees was across the road, oh, and then the other direction there were five trees down. Izzy was at a friend's house; couldn't get her. She got dropped off at a sort of a roundabout and then walked across the fields to get home.
1: It was ridiculous. I and know. on top of that, of course, there's a load of resurfacing works going on at the moment as well, so there's loads <laughs> of road closures. Anyway, so anyway, first world problems I know, basically. I know.
0: So, Steve, I believe it's yet another new cookbook, but, 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 but Steve very kindly sent me a new cookbook called Soup, Broth and Bread by Rachel Allen, which looks fabulous. I've only just got it. So there's going to be lots of soup recipes,
1: listeners. I know. Well, I did. I saw it. It was reviewed in one of the the Sunday papers. And I thought, well, that's an ideal, ideal book for my co-host. Um, so arranged for that to be, to be sent. Obviously, we're coming up for Christmas, so there's going to be a lot of new cookbooks coming out. And I think in a week or so, in, or the week after, we're actually going to talk about what are the new cookbooks coming out for, for Christmas. But this came out about a month or, or about eight weeks ago, um, which is Ottolangi Test Kitchen, Shelf Love. So it's from the Ottolenghi team, but it's not Ottolenghi himself. It's it's his test kitchen staff who apparently are doing a series of, of books that come from the test kitchen. And the idea of this one is that it uses your staple larder products. So it's divided into um, various sections. There's one section of that one shelf at the back of your pan, your veg box. Who does the dishes? Which is about one pot and one pan, and making it nice and easy. Fridge raid, so using those leftover things that you may have in your fridge, and the freezer is your friend. So how to um, do effective uh, dishes and use up things and put them in the put them in the freezer. The ch- the challenge. Dude, I sorry,
0: think... is, do you find those that, that useful? Do you find you've read the chapters and are they useful? Like your freezer is a friend.
1: Yes, yes. So I mean, you're, it's, you're it's, learning. I'm, the challenge with the book. I think, is if you are a regular Ottolenghi cook and you do a lot of his recipes, you're probably going to have a lot of the ingredients. If you're not... There's a lot of things here that you wouldn't necessarily have, and you live in Dorset in your um, in your shelf, especially some of the spices that they tend to use. Although a lot of them are being used more and more in in our day to day, they are. There's some things which are not, you know, not everybody has. However, at the start of the right at the front, it's got a sort of a fold out section. And it goes through all of the different ingredients that they're they're using throughout the book, so you you get a really good indication of you know well what you need. And this one does include meat as well, so it's not vegetarian. A lot of it is vegetarian, but there there is meat, seafood um, involved as as well. But the one thing I would say is that if you do have a look at this and are interested, Oselengi actually have a really good website. And the thing that is probably sometimes more unusual and you may not have as your day-to-day stuff is some of the spices. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, you can go onto their website and they do a range of spices. And my my mother and stepfather actually bought me last year um, as a present, a range of their spices. And it's really good. Well, so you much? get everything that yeah. you actually need. And the, the thing is about them is there was a time when they first started publishing, Otelenghi came out, that they were quite unusual. And now they're used in a lot of other, a lot of people use the mm-hmm. same spices. Mm-hmm. So they're less, you I've, can use them more often than perhaps in the past.
0: And often um, Asian supermarket, you can actually find a very good cross-section of herbs and spices in an Asian supermarket.
1: You recommended to me, I can remember coming round a few weeks ago and saying, I don't know what's going on, but with all the shortages in the supermarkets, I cannot get chilli flakes. And I use chilli flakes quite a lot. And I couldn't get them in any supermarket. And you said to me, we've got this amazing um, Asian supermarket, actually, um, not far from us in 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 pool. You said, well, you should go and try that. Well, I went there. I mean, the range of herbs and spices is is brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic.
0: And he is, um, Andy, the proprietor, is so nice and so helpful. Um, and he's a cook himself. Yes. So he's a real foodie. Didn't he do the catering? For yeah, your... he did my... Um, my... A housewarming in my picture.
1: yes yes um, which was brilliant yeah but the other but the bags I mean I got a I think it was a two kilogram <laughs> no mm. not two kilo no I think it was it was a big big bag of of chili flake I mean the value compared to buying it in the supermarket uh, you know,
0: also for like cumin brilliant.
1: cumin seeds yeah you know
0: ground coriander all yeah. I mean yes but there are so many things in there that I just would love to know and Andy is actually really good you can ask him.
1: What would I use this for? I mean, I just love the packaging on a lot of those yeah. those Asian ingredients as well. It's so different. I mean, the whole the whole aesthetic of how they package and the typefaces they use is so different than mm. the Western mm. world. is I just find it, mm. it, it fascinating. didn't
0: oh, we we really are going off track now, but um Rick Stein's got a new food programme and he was in Shanghai last night.
1: Oh really? Fascinating. Oh I okay. loved it. Is that on BBC Two. Uh,
0: BBC Two, I okay. think.
1: I will catch um, that. Up but
0: there. I, I like Rick Stein because they, he will tell a story behind. It's not just all food. There's a little, you know, you feel slightly educated once yes. you've watched it, but yes. without being lectured. Sorry, we'll go back to Ottolenghi. Sorry, we've got no, 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 sidetracked.
1: Absolutely fine. So it's a lovely book. It's a good read. Um, there's some really fabulous recipes in here as well, and there's not one that i've read yet that is like oh yes i've got all of those in the store oh. but it's not equally there's stuff that is like you can just pick up in the supermarket
0: simple recipes or yeah actually lists? they are
1: no they are more straightforward than you probably a traditional otolenghi yeah. ones um one that has been a particular highlight which is absolutely delicious and a really good side dish is roasted potatoes with aioli and buttered pine nuts. It's absolutely delicious. So it's basically new potatoes, olive oil, parsley, garlic, Dijon mustard, olive oil, lemon juice greek um greek yogurt and then buttered pine nuts uh, and you um you roast the potatoes uh and then you uh you put the aioli and the buttered pine nuts with them it was absolutely lovely you like a potato dish don't oh, you oh god i love potatoes which is a huge problem because Stephen's trying to cut down on
0: potatoes is he so like... going carb free or something yeah
1: what's the point in living no i know <laughs> smaller portions i think is the way forward so worth looking at okay it's really worth looking at and as i say if you're if you are already a notlengi fan and you have a lot of the stuff definitely one for you because you will already have a lot of the in- ingredients but it's a really good go to if you're like oh so what am i going to do for yeah. supper So having had the experience with Sasha last week, which was fantastic.
0: I want a truffle hound.
1: Yes, I know. Oh my God, they were just adorable. You thought it would be a good idea if we continued the fungi theme. Yeah, along with the
0: mushrooms. Yes.
1: How versatile?
0: How many different types of mushrooms? What do you do with them? So apparently
1: there are 15,000 species of wild mushroom in the UK. 15,000. In the UK alone? In the UK alone. Now, what I don't... What I was trying to find out, well, okay, well then, about how many of those are... Edible. edible. And the most popular are the white, the chestnut, chanterelle, portobello, enoki. Yeah. Um, oyster and shiitake. And what do we have sitting on
0: the table? Uh,
1: we have a oyster. Which is beautiful.
0: Yeah, grown in Somerset. Is that from a delivery? Uh, no, I, my girlfriend gave, brought me a pallet of them. Oh, um, and course. actually we had a stir fry this week and I, I think I had this. I used some of these and then chestnut and white mushrooms. Oh, lovely. So... And with pork stuff, yeah. it was lovely. But that is just—I will take a picture and put it on. Yes,
1: because it's I'd it. love—I'd love the look of mushrooms. I think that's it's beautiful, isn't it? There are some apps that you can get because I—I always, when I'm out and about and you see mushrooms, think, oh, maybe I should forage that. But the trouble is, I mean, it just wouldn't take the no. risk. No, but I did find an app that will identify mushrooms and then tell you whether they are you know edible or not edible and and um, we'll also tell you what the the type of mushroom it is
0: i would love to go on
1: a foraging course or a day of yes, the yes we
0: should, we should, we, should or something. we should look at that because i would
1: yeah. really like to be able to forage effectively and you know especially where we are where there are so many things that we could yeah. we could forage for they're a very low calorie um source uh they are a very good source of fiber protein and antioxidants oh. uh, so they are very good for you and the other thing and i don't know whether you use a lot but dried mushrooms are just having talked about store cupboard yes a fantastic store cupboard thing to have Yes, um, for... just soak them in t- for t- hot water for 20 minutes and reconstitute them, and then you can just use them as, you know... A, well, a as a when, well, well actually
0: also for risotto, aren't they? Because you've got that stock
1: and for mushroom risotto. Yes, yes, which get... I actually made. When we arrived in London, I made oh, okay. uh, you... mushroom, Marmite and mushroom risotto, oh. which I think I might have mentioned before, yeah. but basically it uses... Dried mushrooms, and then you add two teaspoons of the 500 grams of water that you've soaked the uh, you've soaked the mushrooms in. Uh, melt the marmite in the in the water, and then you use that as the stock. Use some parmesan rind in there as well, just to give it some extra flavour. Uh, onion, chopped up onion. Right when you serve it, parmesan over the top. Take the rind out, uh, and then a uh, egg yolk Ooh. on top. And it is lovely, but absolutely I, lovely.
0: I mean, I like mushrooms raw as well. They're not my not my favourite. Not my favourite. Oh, Did you ever have? Um, was it the seventies? The breaded mushrooms. <laughs> was <laughs> that it with garlic butter? Yes. Or with blue cheese. Or... Oh
1: yes. Oh, that was always the oh yes as a starter. That was oh my god, I've forgotten about. Those. I think I've not seen quite, those for ages. I think I felt
0: quite sophisticated eating those. Oh, and um, what are the big ones called? the big like meaty um, mushrooms. portobello
1: mushrooms that so- with bacon on well, and I, there's a, there's a lovely, actually an Ottolengi recipe, which is from Flavor, which is portobello mushrooms with butter bean mash. But they are quite watery, aren't they? So you have to put them yeah, in. Yeah, you've got to be careful. If you're frying mushrooms, don't overcrowd yeah. the pan, because you yeah. don't want to steam them. Yeah. They give off a lot of water. Uh, so fry them and let the, and let the water evaporate. Um, Otherwise they just go too soggy and too wet.
0: And if you're doing, I think if you're doing a beef bourguignon or something like that, rather than putting them in the beginning, it's better to just put them in for like the last 20 minutes, yes. so they almost barely cook. Yeah, because yeah. you need them to have a bit of. Well, I like them to have yeah. a bit of, otherwise, they can go slimy, and I think that's why people are put off
1: because they're and overcooked. Like, and also, when they've been in the fridge for ages, and they go, Bleh. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: they're fun guys, aren't they? <laughs>
1: Well, here we are in a rather snivelling oh, Charlotte's red Charlotte. nose. <laughs> but I gather it's not a particular flower this week. No. I thought I would
0: mention some of the catalogs where I find inspiration and I buy my seeds from. Right. Um, and we're all very familiar with... Sarah Raven. And she... She's my hero. I mean, she is just... Her choice of colours, her plants, her knowledge, she, she's just she's brilliant. She knows what she's talking about. And often, if I've got a question that I don't quite know, I will, you know, go onto her website, and you can you can find yeah. the answer. Um, and you just get great. She's got a great eye for colour, so she gives you that sort of confidence to think, oh, I could put, you know, what's that, orange and maroon together, and it works. Yeah. Um, so I do probably buy too much
1: stuff from her,
0: um, but no, I love Sarah Raven.
1: I um, will just say as well, Sarah Raven does. She does some homewares stuff as well, and it's not just plants, but it's also she. Did, we've got some. Stephen got, got these fabulous napkins from her, and um, some really lovely little sort of jewel flower bud vases. Vase, bud vases, uh, and I've all seen some. Um, Dolly tubs, Dolly tubs from there, which actually were quite hard to get, and that they were actually in Sarah Raven. And they they they're lovely, That's
0: and she get She has good offers, yes, um, and great for
1: gifts. I think she's wonderful. Um, and she's so also got very good videos, um, good how videos, to videos, how tos, and yes. she
0: also has a fabulous
1: right. Oh, she does that with Arthur Parkinson, yes. doesn't she? Yes. yes, yes,
0: um, and very interesting. Okay. all around more. Gardening, yeah, obviously not as interesting as us, oh, of course, no. less varied, I should say. Yes, <laughs> um, now, another one of my favorite ones, uh, where I buy a lot of seeds from is a company called Chilton Seeds, right? And they really have beautiful, beautiful catalogues and photography, and it's just all set out if you're a flower grower and you just
1: want to grow everything. So, with when you but with these different companies do they specialize in particular flowers or particular vegetables or do they tend to sort of cover the gamut
0: uh chiltern and sarah Raventite kind of cover everything yeah but there are more specialist ones for instance you've got david austin roses, roses which everyone is familiar with.
1: Um, I love the catalogue for that. It's like a coffee table. Oh, it is beautiful.
0: <laughs> and also what's so lovely is the bit of the history behind each rose and how it's got its name yeah. or who it was named after. And they are, I mean, they're just beautiful. And they've got a very, very easy to use website. And they, if you want a rose for a pot or on a north wall or a climbing wall, you know, a standard, a repeat flowering one, you know, the colour, the shade, I mean, they will, you know, they will hold your hand. and. Right. As Steve was saying about the Ottolengi, they've got a lovely kind of pull-out bit at the back of um, a Who's Who, which yes, i my mouth waters. You're probably not quite as excited by that. Well, but. I
1: love I love roses, but we seem to be having a bit of a problem growing them. I'm not sure our soil is quite right. No,
0: oh, they say. probably need lots of manure, right? Lots of poo. Okay. And then there's another one which he they specialise in chrysanthemums and dahlias, um, and they're halls of Hedden, right? And they're very good as well. And I will buy dahlias cuttings from them.
1: And so how do you decide whether you're going to buy the seeds or the corns or cuttings? Well, when, 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 how, how do you make that decision?
0: Just, of, I think, for the type of the plant it is. I mean, right. an annual, which, like a sweet pea, yeah. you sow and it will flower within a year and have its life. So you've got to grow that from seed. A rose, you want an established variety. So you would grow that from a specialist grower. And also you can't take cuttings because it's licensed, oh, so you really? can't propagate it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, vegetables, you will grow from seed because it's, again, it's, it's lifetime. I mean, some, I mean, it's cheaper to grow things from seeds. So yes, you can grow perennials from seed. But obviously they might not flower in the first year or it might take them three years to get going. And some yeah. people are just very impatient. Yeah. right? Or don't right. have the
1: space to be able to All do that. the space,
0: that, yes. And, and it's sort of everything. pros and cons. Yeah. And then the sweet peas, um, I, t- I do buy sweet peas from Chilton's and I have bought them from Sarah Raymond. But there are some very specialist sweet pea, um, tiny little, I know, I'm not sure they're that tiny, but small companies. Somerset Sweet Pea. They're lovely. Roger Parsons is like the, the the grandfather of sweet peas in the UK and that they have some very unusual and great old varieties. Yeah. I think I think he might hold the sweet pea, the national collection.
1: Okay. I'll
0: need to double check on that. Eagle sweet peas. Um, and then also um actually she's brilliant. If you follow her on Instagram, Swan Cottage Flowers, she's called Zoe, and she does all the grow-alongs and she kind of holds your hand through the each stages of when to plant your seed. Oh, brilliant. And, what, and, what, and I've learned so much. Um, and there was a particular variety that I couldn't get hold of, which I'd had in the past, and of course
1: she had it. Vast expense, but... In terms of prices, um, are, are they kind of quite consistent or...? No, no.
0: As you all know, I'm a member of this Flowers from the Farm, uh, and we do get discount on some of the seed catalogues. Um, plants of distinction we get quite a nice discount but the seeds are slightly more expensive and then you actually get less seeds in the packet that you would buy from somebody else so sometimes you're actually not saving yourself any yeah. money yeah. but sometimes you get your heart set or I do I get my heart set on a particular variety and they're the only people that have got license to right. sell that okay particular seed until it's become popular yeah i I guess it's a bit like sort of supermarkets you shop around yes um to find the the best fit for you but
1: you mostly you buy your stuff mail order you you i do do i do you don't go to garden centers
0: generally. they suggest not to buy them from garden centers because you don't know how long that seed packet has been sitting there okay somebody like i mean i've actually buy a lot of seeds from wilco's because they have quite a high turnover yes But, you know, the very small garden centers sort of at the back of beyond and you've got dusty packets of seeds. Yeah. You know, they've been scorching hot, freezing cold. They haven't had that consistent temperature and some of them may be out of date. But I did read quite an interesting fact from Sarah Raven and germination. Some people think you've got to have fresh seed each year for your germination rates. Sarah Raven has has done a lot of research and has read many studies. And she says you only lose 10% germination rate each year. So okay. you can have nine-year-old seed and still get 10% germination rate.
1: If I've got seed that I haven't used, yeah. I can keep it until next year. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't okay. have to buy fresh each
0: year, Okay, but you might but think. They may not germinate. Not they as many, might, you might not, not have, okay. you know, say you've got 100% germination, you might only get. 90 percent yeah okay you know? and then the year after you'll get 80 and seventy, yeah. and so on so i thought that was really that's very good to know yeah because richard my darling husband always insists on having brand new fresh seed every season whereas we use the same old seed but i'll think well oh, that hasn't germinated or you know I'll, yeah so throw in a few more
1: yeah Well, that's it for another week. You'll be relieved to know. So I can go and rest my eye and you can go and lie down and try Blow my and, nose. Yes. So um, Well I hope you'll you'll look better next week. So do I. And I hope I'll feel better. Yes, that would be that would be nice. But we're mummy's little soldier we are soldier on we are aren't we <laughs> as ever thank you very much for listening you can follow us on facebook and instagram at voyage around my you can email us at voyage around my at gmail.com and we will be back again fighting fit next week so until then bye-bye. bye bye bye